0: chapter 5 the stories by foreign authors spanish authors this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by simon Arusu. stories by foreign authors spanish authors chapter 6 moors and christians by pedro antonio de alarcon from moors and christians translated by mary j serrano part One, the once famous but now little-known town of aldeir is situated in the marquisate of el senet or let us say on the eastern slope of the alpujara and partly hangs over a ledge partly hides itself in a ravine of the giant central ridge of sierra nevada five or six thousand feet above the level of the sea and seven or eight thousand below the eternal snows of the mulhasem Aldeir, be it said with all respect to its reverend pastor is a moorish town that it was formerly moorish is clearly proved by its name its situation and its architecture and that it is not yet completely christianized although it figures among the towns of reconquered spain and has its little catholic church and its cofraternities of the Virgin of Jesus and of several of the saints is proved by the character and the customs of its inhabitants, by the perpetual feuds as terrible as they are causeless, which unite or separate them, and by the gloomy black eyes, pale complexions, laconic speech, and infrequent laughter of men, women and children but it may be well to remind our readers in order that neither the aforesaid pastor nor any one else may question the justice of this reasoning that the moors of the marquisate of el senet were not expelled in a body like those of the Alpujara, but that many of them succeeded in remaining in the country living in concealment thanks to the prudence or the cowardice which made them turn a deaf ear to the rash and the heroic appeal of their unfortunate prince aben humsia whence i infer that uncle juan gomez nicknamed hormiga the ant in the year of grace 1821 constitutional alcalde of aldeir might very well be the descendant of some mustafa mohammed or the like it is related then that the aforesaid juan gomez a man at the time of our story about fifty years of age very shrewd although he knew neither how to read nor write and grasping and industrious to some purpose as might be inferred not only from his sobriquet but also from his wealth acquired honestly or otherwise and invested in the most fertile lands of the district leased at a nominal rent by means of a present to the secretary of the corporation of some hands which he had left off laying a piece of arid town-land on which stood an old ruin formerly a moorish watch-tower or hermitage and still called the moor's tower needless to say that uncle hormiga did not stop to consider for an instant who this moor might be nor what might have been the original purpose of the ruined building the one thing which he saw at once clear as water was that with the stones which had already fallen from the ruin and those which he should remove from it he might make a secure and commodious yard for his cattle consequently on the very day after it came into his possession and as a suitable pastime for a man of his thrifty habits he began to devote his leisure hours to the task of pulling down what still remained standing of the ruin you will kill yourself said his wife seeing him come home in the evening covered with dust and sweat and carrying his crowbar hidden under his cloak on the contrary he answered this exercise is good for me it will put my blood in motion and keep me from being like our sons the students who according to what the storekeeper tells me were at the theatre in granada the other night looking so yellow that it was enough to make one sick to see them poor boys from studying so much but you ought to be ashamed to work like a labourer when you are the richest man in the town and alcalde into the bargain that is why i take no one with me here hand me the salad it would be well to have someone to help you however you will spend an age pulling down the tower by yourself and besides you may not be able to manage it don't talk nonsense torquata when i begin to build the wall of the cattle yard I shall hire workmen, and even employ a master-builder. But any one can pull down, and it is such fun to destroy. Come, clear away the table, and let us go to bed. You speak that way because you are a man, as for me it disturbs and saddens me to see things destroyed. Old women's notions, if you only knew how many things there are in the world that ought to be destroyed. Hold your tongue, you Freemason. It was a misfortune they ever elected you alcalde you will see when the royalists come into power again that the king will have you hanged yes we shall see bigot hypocrite owl come i am sleepy stop blessing yourself and put out that light and thus they would argue until one or the other of the concerts fell asleep one evening uncle hormiga returned from his work every thoughtful and preoccupied and earlier than usual His wife waited until after he had dismissed the labourers to ask him what was the matter, when he responded by showing her a leaden tube with a cover somewhat like the tube in which a soldier on furlough keeps his leave, from which he drew a yellow parchment covered with crabbed handwriting, and carefully unrolling it, said, with imposing gravity. I don't know how to read, even in Spanish, which is the easiest language in the world, But the devil take me if this was not written by a moor. That is to say that you found it in the tower? I don't say it on that account alone, but because these spiders' legs don't look like anything I ever saw written by a Christian. The wife of Juan Gomez looked at the parchment, smelled it, and exclaimed with a confidence as amusing as it was ill-founded. By a moor it was written. After a while, she added, with a melancholy air. Although I am but a poor hand myself at reading writing, I would swear that we hold in our hands the discharge of some soldier of Mohammed, who is now in the bottomless pit. You say that on account of the tube. On account of the tube, I say it. Well, then, you are altogether wrong, my dear Torquata, for such a thing as conscription was not known among the Moors, nor is this a discharge. This is uh, a... a... uncle hormiga glanced around him cautiously lowered his voice and said with an air of absolute certainty this paper contains directions where to find a treasure you are right cried his wife suddenly inspired with the same belief and have you already found it is it very big did you cover it up carefully again are the coins gold or silver do you think they will pass current now what a happiness for our boys how they will spend money and enjoy themselves in granada and madrid i want to have a look at it let us go there there is a moon tonight. silly woman be quiet how do you suppose that i could find the treasure by these directions when i don't know how to read either in moorish or in christian that's true well then i'll tell you what to do as soon as it is daylight saddle a good mule cross the sierra through the puerto de la laguna which they say is safe now and go to Ujihar, to the house of our gossip, Don Matias Quesada, who knows something of everything. He will explain what is in the paper and give you good advice, as he always does. And money Nafi's advice has cost me, notwithstanding our gossip, Red. But I was thinking of doing that myself. In the morning I will start for Ujihar and be back by nightfall. I can do that easily by putting the mule to his speed but be sure and explain everything to him clearly i have very little to explain the tube was hidden in a hollow or niche in the wall and covered with tiles like those at valencia i tore down the whole of the wall but i found nothing else at the surface of the ground begin the foundation walls built of immense stones more than a yard square any one of which it would take two or three men as strong as i am to move consequently it is necessary to know exactly where the treasure is hidden unless we want to tear up all the foundation walls of the tower which could not be done without outside help no no set out for Wujihara as soon as it is daybreak offer our gossip a part not a large one of what we may find and as soon as we know where we must dig i will help you myself to tear up the foundation stones my darling boys it is all for them for my part the only thing that troubles me is lest there be some sin in the business that we are whispering about what sin can there be in it you great fool i can't explain what i mean but treasures have always seemed to me to have something to do with the devil or the fairies and then you got that ground for so low a rent the whole town says there was some trickery in the business that concerns the secretary and councillors. They drew up the documents. Besides, as I understand, when a treasure is discovered, a part of it must be given to the king. That is, when it is found on ground that it's not one's own, like mine. One's own, one's own. Who knows to whom the tower the council sold you belonged? Why, to the moor, of course. And who knows who that moor may have been? It seems to me, Juan, whatever money the moor may have hidden in his house should belong to him or to his heirs, not to you or to me. You are talking nonsense. According to that, it is not I who ought to be the alcalde of Aldeir, but the man who was alcalde a year ago at the time of the proclamation of Riego according to that we should have to send the rents of the lands of granada and guadix and hundreds of other towns every year to the descendants of the moors in africa it may be that you are right at any rate go to ujihar and our gossip will tell you what is best to be done in the matter ujihar is distant from aldire some four leagues and the road between the two towns is a very bad one before nine o'clock on the following morning however uncle juan gomez wearing his blue stockinette knee-breeches and his embroidered white sunday boots was in the office of don matias de quesada a vigorous old man a doctor in civil and criminal jurisprudence the most noted criminal lawyer in that part of the country he had always been a promoter of lawsuits and was very wealthy and had a large circle of influential acquaintances in granada and madrid when he had heard his worthy gossip story and had carefully examined the paper he gave it as his opinion that the document had nothing whatever to do with the treasure that the hole in which the tube had been found was a sort of closet and the writing one of the prayers which the moors read every friday morning but notwithstanding this as he was not thoroughly versed in the arabic language he added that he would send the document to a college companion of his was employed in the commission of the holy places in madrid in order that he might send it to jerusalem where it could be translated into spanish for which purpose it would be well to enclose to his friend in madrid a draught for a couple of ounces in gold for a cup of chocolate uncle juan gomez considered seriously before he made up his mind to pay so high a price for a cup of chocolate which would be paying for the article at a rate of ten thousand two hundred and forty reals a pound but he was so certain in regard to the treasure, and in truth he was not mistaken, as we shall see later on, that he took from his belt eight gold pieces of four dollars each, and delivered them to Don Matias, who weighed them one by one before putting them into his purse, after which Hormiga took the road back to Aldeir, resolving in his own mind to continue his excavations under the Moor's Tower, while the document went to the Holy Land and came back translated proceedings which according to the lawyer would occupy something like a year and a half uncle juan had no sooner turned his back upon his gossip and counsellor than the latter took his pen and wrote the following letter don bonifacio tudela y gonzales chapelmaster of the cathedral of Ceuta, my dear nephew-in-law To no one but a man of your piety would I confide the important secret contained in the accompanying document. I say important because, without a doubt, in it are directions for finding the hiding place of a treasure, of which I will give you a part if I should succeed in discovering it with your help. To this end, you must get a moor to translate the document for you and send me the translation in a certified letter, mentioning the matter to no one unless it be your wife whom I know to be a person of discretion. Forgive my not having written to you in all these years, but you know how busy a life I lead. Your aunt continues to remember you in her prayers every night. I hope you are better of the affection of the stomach from which you were suffering in 1806 and remain your affectionate uncle-in-law, Matias de Quesada, Ujihar, January 15, 1821. P.S. Regards to Pepa, and tell me when you write if you have any children having written this letter the distinguished jurist consult bent his steps towards the kitchen where his wife was engaged in knitting and minding the olla, and throwing into her lap the four golden coins he had received from juan gomez he said to her in a harsh cross voice there encarnacion buy more wet it is going to rise in price during the dear months and see to it that you get good measure get my breakfast ready while i go post this letter for Seville, inquiring the price of barley let the egg be well done and don't let the chocolate be muddy as it usually is the lawyer's wife answered not a word but went on with her knitting like an automaton two weeks later on a beautiful day in january a day such as it is to be seen only in the north of africa and the south of europe the chapel-master of the cathedral of Ceuta was enjoying the sunshine on the roof of his two-story house with a tranquillity of mind proper to one who had played the organ at high mass and had afterward eaten a pound of anchovies another of meat and another of bread and drank the corresponding quantity of tarifa wine the worthy musician who was as fat as a hog and as red as a beet was slowly digesting his breakfast while his lethargic gaze slowly wandered over the magnificent panorama of the mediterranean the straits of gibraltar the accursed rock from which they take their name the neighbouring peaks of anghera and benzu and the distant snows of the lesser atlas when he heard hasty steps on the stairs and his wife's silvery voice crying joyfully bonifacio bonifacio a letter from your uncle and a heavy letter too well answered the chapelmaster turning round like a geographical sphere or globe on the point on which his rotund personality rested on the seat what saint can have put it into my uncle's head to remember me i have been living for fifteen years in this country usurped for mohammed and this is the first time that aben seraj has written to me although i have written to him a hundred times doubtless he wants me to render him some service so saying he opened the apostle, contriving so that the peppa of the postscript should not be able to read its contents and the yellow parchment noisily unfolding itself greeted their eyes what has he sent us asked his wife a native of cadiz and a blonde attractive and fresh-looking notwithstanding her forty summers don't be inquisitive pepita i will tell you what is in the letter if i think you ought to know as soon as i have read it i have warned you a thousand times to respect my letters a proper precaution for a libertine like you at any rate be quick and let us see if i may know what that large paper is that your uncle has sent you it looks like a bank-note from the other world while his wife was making these and other observations the musician finished reading the letter, whose contents surprised him so greatly that he rose to his feet without the slightest effort dissimulation was so habitual with him however that he was able to say in a natural tone of voice what nonsense the wretched man is no doubt already in his dotage would you believe that he sends me this leaf from a hebrew bible in order that i may look for some jew who will buy it the foolish creature supposing that he will get a fortune for it at the same time he added to change the conversation putting the letter and the parchment into his pocket at the same time he asks me with much interest if we have any children he has none himself cried pepita quickly no doubt he intends to leave us something it is more likely the miserly fellow thinks of our leaving him something but hark it is striking eleven it is time for me to go tune the organ for vespers i must go now listen my treasure let dinner be ready by one and don't forget to put a couple of good potatoes into the pot have we any children i am ashamed to tell him we have none see Peppa said the musician after a moment having in mind no doubt the arabic document if my uncle should make me his heir or if i should ever grow rich by any other means i swear that i will take you to the plaza of san Antonio in cadiz to live and i will buy you more jewels than our lady of sorrows of granada has so good-bye for a while my pigeon and pinching his wife's dimpled chin he took his hat and turned his steps not in the direction of the cathedral but in that of the poor quarter of the town in which the moorish citizens of theuta for the most part lived in one of the narrow streets of this quarter seated on the floor or rather on his heels at the door of a very modest but very neat whitewashed house smoking a clay pipe was a moor of some thirty-five or forty years of age a dealer in eggs and chickens which the free peasants of sierra bulones and sierra bermeja brought to him to the gates of Ceuta, and which he sold either in his own house or at the market with a profit of a hundred per cent he wore a white woolen chivala and a black woolen hooded arab cloak and was called by the spaniards manos cordas and by the moors admet ben karime el abdun when the moors saw the chapelmaster approaching he rose and advanced to meet him making deep salaams at every step, and when they were close together, he said cautiously, ''You want a little Moorish girl? I bring tomorrow a little dark girl of twelve. ''My wife wants no more Moorish servants,'' answered the musician stiffly. Manos Gordas began to laugh. ''Besides,'' continued Don Bonifacio, ''your infernal little Moorish girls are very dirty.'' wash responded the moor extending his arms crosswise and inclining his head to one side i tell you i want no moorish girls said don bonifacio what i want today is that you who know so much that you are interpreter of the fortress should translate this document into spanish for me manos gordas took the document and at the first glance murmured it is moor Of course, it is in Arabic, but I want to know what it says, and if you do not deceive me, I will give you a handsome present, when the business which I am about to entrust you with is concluded. Meantime, Ahmed Ben Karime glanced his eye over the document, turning very pale, as he did so. You see that it concerns a great treasure, the chapelmaster half-affirmed, half-asked. Me think so, stammered the Mohammedan. What do you mean by saying you think so? your very confusion tells plainly that it is so Pardon," replied manos gordas a cold sweat breaking out over his body here words modern arabic i understand here words ancient or classic arabic i no understand what do the words that you understand signify they signify gold they signify pearls they signify curse of allah but i no understand meaning explanations or signs must see the dervish of Angera, wise men and translate all i take parchment to-day and bring parchment to-morrow and deceive not nor rob senor tudela more swear saying which he clasped his hands together and raising them to his lips kissed them fervently don bonifacio reflected he knew that in order to decipher the meaning of this document he should be obliged to take some more into his confidence and there was none with whom he was so well acquainted and who was so well disposed to him as manos Gordas he consented therefore to confide the manuscript to him making him swear repeatedly that he would return on the following day from anghera with a translation and swearing to the moor on his side that he would give him at least a hundred dollars when the treasure should be discovered the mussulman and the christian then separated and the latter directed his steps not to his own house nor to the cathedral but to the office of a friend of his, where he wrote the following letter. Señor Don Matías de Quesada y Sánchez Alpujara Ujihar, Ujijar, My dearest uncle, thanks be to God that we have at last received news of you and of Aunt Encarnacion, and as good news as Josefa and I could desire. We, my dear uncle, although younger than you and my aunt, are full of ailments and burdened with children who will soon be left orphans and compelled to beg for their bread whoever told you that the document you sent me bore any reference to a treasure deceived you i have had it translated by a competent person and it turns out to be a string of blasphemies against our lord jesus christ the holy virgin and the saints written in arabic verses by a moorish dog of the marquisate of el during the rebellion of aben Humeya in view of its sacrilegious nature and by the advice of the senor penitentiary i have just burned this impious testimony of mohammedan perversity remembrances to my aunt josefa desires to be remembered to you both she is now for the tenth time in an interesting condition and your nephew who is reduced to skin and bone by the wretched affection of the stomach which you will remember begs that you will send him some assistance bonifacio Seuta. January twenty-ninth, eighteen twenty-one. While the chapel master was writing and posting this letter, Admet el Abdun was gathering together in a bundle all his wearing apparel and household belongings, consisting of three old hooded mantles, two cloaks of goat's wool, a mortar for grinding alcathuth, an iron lamp, and a copper skillet full of pesetas, which he dug up from a corner of the little yard of his house he loaded with all this his one wife slave odalisque or whatever she might be a woman uglier than an unexpected piece of bad news and filthier than her husband's conscience and issued forth from Ceuta, telling the soldier on guard at the gate opening on the moorish country that they were going to fest for change of air by the advice of a veterinary and as from that day now more than sixty years ago to this no one in Ceuta or its neighborhood has ever again seen Manos Cortas. It is obvious that Don Bonifacio Tudela y Gonzalez had not the satisfaction of receiving from his hands the translation of the document either on the following or on any other day during the remainder of his existence, which indeed cannot have been very long, since according to reliable information it appears that his adored Pepita took to herself after his death another husband, an Asturian drum major, residing in Marbella, whom she presented with four children, beautiful as the sun, and that she was again a widow at the time of the death of the king, at which epoch she gained, by competition in Malaga, the title of gossip and the position of matron in the custom house. And now let us follow Manos Gardas and learn what became of him and of the mysterious document. Admet Ben Karime El Abdun, breathed freely and even danced a few steps for joy without dancing off his ill-fastened slippers however as soon as he found himself outside the massive walls of the spanish fortress and with all africa before him for africa for a true african like manos gordas is the land of absolute liberty of a liberty anterior and superior to all human constitutions and institutions of a liberty resembling that enjoyed by the wild rabbits and other wild animals of the mountain the valley or the desert by this i mean to say that africa is the paradise of evil-doers the safe asylum the neutral ground of both men and beasts protected here by the intense heat and the vast extent of the deserts As for the sultans, kings, and bays who fancy they rule here, and the authorities and soldiers who represent them, it may be said that they are for such subjects that the hunter is for the hare or for the stag, a misadventure which one in a hundred may chance to meet with, and which may or may not result fatally. If he who meets it dies, he is remembered on the anniversary of his death and if he does not die he takes himself off to a sufficient distance from the scene of his mishap and no more is thought about the matter with this digression we will now resume the thread of our story this way zama cried the moor to his weary concert as if he were calling to a beast of burden and instead of turning eastward that is to say toward the gap of anghera in quest of the holy sage in accordance with his promise to don bonifacio he proceeded southward along a ravine overgrown with wild brambles and forest trees which soon brought him to the tetuan road that is to say to the indistinct footpath which following the indentations of the coast leads to cape negro by the valley of the Tarahar, the valley of the castilejos mount negro and the lakes of Asmir river names which are now heard by every true spaniard with love and veneration but which at the time of our story had not yet been pronounced either in spain or in any other part of the civilized world when ben carime and zama had reached the little valley of the tarajar they sat down to rest for a while at the edge of the rivulet which rising in the heights of sierra boulones runs through it and in this wild and secluded spot that seemed as if it had come fresh from the creator's hand and had never yet been trod by the foot of man looking out on the solitary ocean whose waters were untracked save on an occasional moonlight night by some pirate caravel or government vessel sent from europe in pursuit of it the Moorish woman proceeded to make her toilet performing her ablutions in the stream and the more unfolded the manuscript and read it again manifesting no less emotion than he had showed on the previous occasion the contents of the arabian manuscript were as follows may the benediction of allah rest on all good men who read these lines there is no glory but the glory of allah whose prophet and messenger mohammed was and is in the hearts of the faithful may those who rob the house of him who is at the wars or in exile be accursed of allah and of mohammed and die eaten up by beetles and cockroaches blessed be allah who created these and other vermin to devour the wicked i am the kaid hasan ben Yusef, the servant of allah although i am miscalled don rodrigo de Acuna by the successors of the christian dogs who by force and in violation of solemn compact baptized with a broom of hyssop my ill-fated ancestors together with many other islamites of these kingdoms i am a captain serving under the banner of him whose lawful title since the death of aben humaya is king of andalusia Muley abdallah Mahmud Aben abu who does not now sit on the throne of granada because of the treachery and cowardice with which the moors of valencia broke their oaths and compacts failing to rise with the moors of granada against the common enemy but they will receive their reward from allah and if we are conquered they too will be conquered and in the end expelled from spain without the merit of having fought to the last on the field of honor in defense of their rights and if we are the conquerors we will cut off their heads and throw them to the swine i am in conclusion the lord of this tower and of all the land surrounding it westward to the ravine of the fox and eastward to the ravine of the asparagus so called from the luxuriant growth and exquisite flavor of the asparagus cultivated there by my grandfather sidi Yusuf ben yusuf things are going badly with us since the coming of the base born don juan of austria whom may allah confound to fight against the faithful we have foreseen that for the present we shall be defeated although in a course of years or of centuries another prince of the blood of the prophet may recover the throne of granada which for seven hundred years was in the possession of the moors and which will be theirs again when allah wills it by the same right by which it was formerly possessed by the goths and vandals and before that by the romans and before that by those other africans the carthaginians by the right of conquest but I know, as I have said, that for the present things are going badly with us, and that I must very soon depart for Morocco, taking with me my forty-three sons, that is to say, unless the Austrians capture me in the coming battle and hang me on a tree, as I would hang all of them if it were in my power to do so. Well then, when I depart from this tower to engage in the last and the decisive campaign i leave hidden here in a place which no one can discover without coming across this manuscript all my gold all my silver all my pearls my family treasures the possessions of my fathers of myself and of my heirs the fortune of which i am lord and master by human and divine right as the bird is of its feathers or the child of the teeth he cuts with suffering or as every mortal is of the bad humours cancerous leprous which he may inherit from his ancestors Stay thy hand, stay thy hand, then, O thou more Christian or Jew, who, in tearing down this my dwelling, mayest discover and read these lines which I am now writing, stay thy hand and respect the treasure-house of thy fellow-mortal, touch not his estate, take not possession of that which belongs to another. Here there is none of the public wealth, nothing belonging to the exchequer, nothing belonging to the state. The gold in the mine may belong of right to him who discovers it and a part of it to the king of the country but gold melted down and stamped money coin belongs to its owner and to no one but its owner rob me not therefore evil men rob not my descendants who will come on the day appointed to take possession of their inheritance and if thou shouldst without evil intent and by chance discover my treasure i counsel thee to make public proclamation calling on and notifying the circumstance to the heirs of hasan ben Yusuf, for it is not just to keep that which has been found when it has a lawful owner if thou dost not this be accursed with the curse of allah and with my curse and mayest thou be struck dead by lightning and may each coin of my money and each pearl of my treasure become a scorpion in thy hands and may thy children die of leprosy may their fingers rot and drop off so that they may not have even the pleasure of scratching themselves and may the woman thou lovest love thy slave and betray thee for him and may thy eldest daughter leave thy house secretly with a jew and mayest thou be impaled upon a stake and suspended on high exposed to the public gaze until by the weight of thy body the stake pierced thy crown and thou fall parted asunder on the ground like a loathsome toad cut in twain by the hoe now thou knowest what i would have thee know and let all men know it and blessed be allah who is allah tower of Zoraya in aldair in el Senet, on the fifteenth day of the month of safar of the year of the nine hundred and sixty-eight. Hassen ben Yusef Manos Gordas was profoundly impressed by a second reading of this document, not because of the moral maxims or the terrible curses it contained, for the rascal had lost his faith both in Allah and in Mohammed through his frequent intercourse with the Christians and the Jews of Tetuan and Ceuta, who naturally scoffed at the Koran but because he believed that his face his accent and some other personal peculiarities of his forbade his going to spain where he would find himself exposed to certain death should any christian man or woman discover him to be an enemy to the virgin mary besides what aid in the opinion of manos gordas could a foreigner a Mohammedan, a semi-barbarian expect from the laws or the authorities of spain in acquiring possession of the tower of zoraya for the purpose of making excavations there or what protection in retaining possession of the treasure when he should have discovered it or even of his life there is no help for it was the conclusion to which he came after much reflection i must trust the secret to the renegade ben Munuza he is a spaniard and his companionship will protect me from danger in that country but as there does not exist under the canopy of heaven a wickeder man than this same renegade it will not be amiss to take some precautions and as a result of his reflections he took from his pocket writing materials wrote a letter and enclosed it in an envelope which he sealed with a bit of moistened bread and this done he burst into a sardonic laugh he then looked at his wife who was still engaged in removing the filth of an entire ear from her person at the expense of the material and moral cleanliness of the poor rivulet and having attracted her attention by a whistle he deigned to address her in these terms sit down here beside me fig-face and listen to what i am going to say you can afterward finish washing yourself and well you need it and perhaps i may then think you worthy of something better than the daily drubbing by which i show my affection for you but for the present present face leave off your grimaces and listen well to what i am going to tell you the moorish woman who after her toilet looked younger and more artistic though no less ugly than before licked her lips like a cat fixed the two carbuncles that served her for eyes on manos gordas and said showing her broad white teeth that bore no resemblance to those of a human being speak my lord your slave desires only to serve you manos gordas continued if in the future any misfortune should happen to me or if i should suddenly disappear without taking leave of you or if, after taking leave of you, you should hear nothing from me within six weeks' time, make your way back to Ceuta and put this letter in the post. Do you understand fully what I have said, monkey face? Zama burst into tears and exclaimed, Admet, do you intend to abandon me? Don't be an ass-woman, answered the moor. Who is talking of such thing now? You know very well that you please me and that you are useful to me the question now is whether you have understood my charge perfectly give it here said the moorish woman taking the letter and placing it in her dark-skinned bosom next her heart if any evil should happen to you this letter shall be placed in the post at Ceuta. though i should drop dead the moment after Haben karime smiled with a human smile when he heard these words and deigned to let his eyes rest upon his wife as if she were a human being End of chapter 5